All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Full Court Blitz Sports Show. I really hope you guys are doing well. Thank you guys so much for the support as of late. Thank you guys so much for, you know, still being around after that little <laughs> little break that we ended up having. So I hope you guys, you know, just for real, though, keep continuing to stay positive and, you know, be, be motivated. I, I think motivation is a big thing that people, I hope that, you know, more people can find because it can really bring you a long way. Like, there's a lot of ways to become motivated. Like, do something that, do something nice for someone or say something nice to someone for, for uh, you know, just, just at least once in a day or something. Maybe that will help, you know, that can help you become motivated doing something else. I don't know. I just kind of feel like starting this off talking about something like that because I, I think that it's it's cool to bring that kind of stuff to light. You know, just kind of like tell someone they look nice today or doing something like that, you know. Get motivated by doing stuff like that, by helping others and then, you know. Do it and also just doing what you love. You know, don't do things that aren't worth your time and become motivated by that stuff. It's it's really important. But uh, as far as the episode goes, I, I don't know. That, I know that was a little bit random. Sorry, guys, but I, 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 just, I don't know. I just kind of feel like doing that today. Um, but as far as the episode goes, we should have a pretty good one. It's not very long. I, I wish it was. Uh, but the stuff we have to talk about today isn't that much. And, uh, again, thank you guys just so much for the support, like I said earlier. And, uh, yeah, so just quickly, if you'd like to continue showing the support that I know you guys continue to do, uh, and I am grateful so much for that, by the way, it's incredible. Um, but if you guys would like to show, you know, support past, you know, um, if you guys would like to show support in other ways uh feel free to always you know feel free to hit that you know to do the little rating feature uh rate the podcast it is on apple and google podcasts as well as on good pods good pods is a app that you can get in the app store it is a a mix platform and i say mix because it's a mix of podcasters being able to upload their videos their their episodes to that and then people to just listen to them so it's essentially like another google and apple podcast but again the rating feature is on all three of those and i'm sure a million other sites but i don't know if by this podcast is even supported on those so but i guess i don't know it could be anyway i'm I'm rambling too much let's get into today's episode i hope you guys enjoy and yeah, let's get into it so the first thing here is so kyle shanahan in a press conference uh goes on to say that he personally expect he personally quote expects to see a lot end quote uh, of nick bosa here in the opening game versus the lions on Sunday. So 
He only played 67 snaps in just two games in 2020. And then, of course, had that season-ending torn ACL. So he's coming back from that. The 49ers are still trying to, you know, are still kind of regaining themselves, of course, after you guys know last season. They completely just became a dumpster fire. Uh, they they were just completely depleted from injuries. I mean, they were signing guys that – I'm pretty sure they got to a point where they were just signing guys from, you know, from – you know, from uh, – you know, guys from college still, like, they were eligible to – they had, like, a special agreement to be able to play um, or stuff like that. And I know that got to a point where they started doing that and then signing other free agents that are already in the NFL, but free agents and then all this other stuff. And they're still trying to come, you know, somewhat come back from that. And – uh yeah, so again, it tore an ACL, played just two snaps, played just two games in 2020 with just 67 snaps in total. And Kyle Shanahan had to say this in his press conference. Quote, I mean, he's been on a plan this whole way, coming back from his hip, from his big injury and being ahead of schedule since the beginning. And he's gotten two weeks of practice in where he's been out there, where he's been out here pretty hard. End quote. Or excuse me, quote again, we didn't let him go in the preseason game, which wasn't too rough of a decision. His first year here, he didn't play in any preseason games either, and I thought he did pretty good as a rookie, end quote. So that should tell you where he stands right now. And then just kind of getting into a little bit more stats, during his rookie campaign, ended up ended up coming up with nine sacks on 47 tackles, had Pro Bowl nod, and he... Uh, Ended up appearing in the postseason run. Ended up being the best player in the Super Bowl. And uh, you, he could have been talk. He could have been the talk of the MVP trophy had they won in Kansas against Kansas City that year. Yeah, Nick Bosa. He did do really well that game. You know, now that they bring that up, he did really well. And uh, yeah, he probably. You know, he actually he, he could have been. And, yeah, so Nick Bosa, just an incredible player, edge rusher, you know. He can he can do a lot of damage for sure. So I'm glad to see Nick Bosa, though. You know, he's too special a player to, to be out of games. And uh, it's always sad to see when players like him are out because of that stuff. Hopefully that doesn't set him back. I pray that he comes back to normal form, if not better, than he was before, so which would be pretty hard to do because he's a pretty tough player. He's a great player. And then this is about cornerback for the Patriots, J.C. Jackson, talking about Mac Jones, saying, quote, he's a rookie, but he plays like a vet, end quote. And I know exactly what he's talking about, too. Like, he may be a rookie. Or first off, let me get to this. Let me Let me first get to this. So if you guys aren't caught up to speed with the whole Mac Jones thing, if you guys were living underneath a rock, you guys wouldn't under, you know, and in case you guys didn't hear what happened, Cam Newton was released from New England a couple days ago. Just, a, you know, a short bit later, Mac Jones is revealed as the number one, as the quarterback one. He's revealed as a starter. And then this whole thing comes out uh, on, 
oh well was you know was was him being was was Cam being an anti-vaxxer? You know, was that was Cam being an anti-vaxxer the reason he got cut? And then it get, and then it kind of gets into other teams. Oh, and I, I, I think I heard ah, what was it? I think the Jaguars had to make a special announcement about it because it was getting around that. You know, maybe I think they might have been the ones that started it too. I think that's what started it all. But there's this little trend going around to where it's now a, there's now a belief that whenever anyone gets fired, whenever someone gets cut, it's because they're not vaccinated. Because it was revealed that Cam didn't get vaccinated, so now everyone just went on a just went on an assumption that because he's an anti-vaxer. He's going to get cut. But the, 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 the part that I think annoys me about it is every year there's a cutting period. It's just that. So what makes this season any different? Is it just the fact that there's a vaccine involved and that some players didn't get it? So now to where if people get cut like they like the cutting period is supposed to be about. You're just going to be an assumption that they got cut because of a vaccine. And I can get, and I can completely get behind people like Bill Belichick getting pissed off about the fact that the media keeps bringing up, oh, well, because he was an anti-vaxxer, did he get cut because of that? Because I read what Bill Belichick taught me, said and heard him. He was pissed. And I don't blame him. The media is just assuming. This is what, this is what teams are supposed to do. They're supposed to be cutting players. Now, did I expect Cam to get cut? No. But I didn't automatically go on an assumption rate about, oh, well, it's because he's an anti-vaxxer. A, I don't give a shit about that. And B, just play football. There's there's no correlation between, and this is where what pisses me off with the media too, though. There's no correlation between... Someone being an anti-vaxxer versus them being a starting quarterback. I'm sorry, but I don't see I don't see the correlation between the two at all. I really don't. And I'm sorry to get on a little rant about that, but it just it really does piss me off actually. And it's it's just so annoying because like it, there's no correlation between the two whatsoever. There's no correlation between someone being an anti-vaxxer versus them being a starting quarterback. And then all I've been seeing is, oh, well, these players got cut because they're anti-vaxxers. No one ever talked about being anti-vaccinated. No one ever talked about that. The cutting period is like normal. You're supposed to be cutting players. So now when you do, you're just going to be assumed that you're va- un- anti-vaccinated? What the hell? No. This is a normal period people's teams are supposed to be going through. In years past, we didn't say we didn't come up with – I know years past we didn't have a pandemic, but – like, in years past when there's a cutting down period to the 53-man rosters, there was no other assumptions about if players got cut. Like, this year, it's if, this year the assumption is you weren't vaccinated. Other years, there was never anything that was, like, stupid assumptions going around about players getting cut. What may, you know, I know that this is a pandemic, but what makes this one any different? What, what, I guess my question is, where, what, Time. What time does someone have on their hands to be the first one to? Like, I don't know who started this whole like trend of 
oh, they probably weren't vaccinated. I don't know who who did it. Most likely, they have a lot of time on their hands. But not only that, my biggest question is to have the to have a lot of time on your hands. How is that? Out of all the questions, out of all the stuff in the world, how is that? How is that something that you can? Like, how is that a question or how is that an assumption that you come up with? Out of a million things you could you could say or talk about, that is the one specific thing that you come up with. How in the hell, out of a million things, do you come up with that? Like, they're looking for drama at that point. And that's what the media does. They're just looking to create drama. But anyway, guys, sorry about the rant. I didn't even get anything into the Mac Jones thing yet. But yeah, so Cam Newton was released. Mac Jones officially named the starter not long after. And uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to bring up to speed with that in case you were living underneath a rock, in case no one heard about it, just to kind of get you caught up. And then he brings us into this. So, again, J.C. Jackson saying he's rookie but plays like a vet, and I completely understand this. You know, what he means by this is, well, obviously, it's pretty self-explanatory. He's a rookie, but he's playing like a vet. Like, And I, I'm not trying to seem all biased here or anything, and I, I trust me, I'm not. Like, I'm going to – I'm being 100% honest when I say all this. I personally think Mac Jones is probably one of the most – well-rounded and one of the most complete rookie quarterbacks I've seen yet. Um, I think most of the other guys, and again, this isn't no bias because I'm a Patriots fan, trying to put other teams down and stuff and past New England. But this is 100% what I think. Like, I think just the Patriots in general, there's so much. I think they're just, despite all the backlash they receive and all that shit. I think they're personally one of the best teams, if not best, like if not the best when it comes to, when it comes to forming a player, when it comes to drafting a guy or, you know, bringing in an undrafted guy or bringing in someone that's already in the league, but turning them into a, a great, um, New England's just the best at forming players, I feel like. And that's not biased at all. I 100% believe that, even if I wasn't a Patriots fan. Just look at what Tom Brady turned into. Six-round pick, 199 overall. No one no one wanted him. And then look what he turned into. Seven-time Super Bowl champion. Multiple appearances, multiple, multiple Pro Bowls. You know? Looked at what they formed Jimmy Garoppolo into. He's he's a I would argue he's one of the one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I haven't seen him since injury, but yeah. I would argue he's he's gotta be on the list. Uh, as of current players. And so yeah, I just think New England's like one of the best forming one of the best like player forming teams around. And that shows, I think, with Mac Jones, you know. And I, that's why I say, like, I think Mac Jones is probably the most well-rounded quarterback, rookie quarterback of this class. The pre-step reads make him look, look a vet. 
you know, identifying the mic, identifying the safeties, identifying the linebackers, the middle linebackers, the corners, just understanding the whole field like a veteran, making, making, you know, poise. He's just so poised in the pocket, understands pressure, can feel the pressure, gets the ball where he needs to, when he needs to, makes the right decision, will take the sack if he needs to. It's not great, but he'll take it. And, yeah, I just think I've seen a lot of that stuff out of Mac Jones out of the three preseason games that I watched out of all three of them. And he continued to just look better and better as it went on. His best game, I feel like, was definitely week three uh, against New York. I think week two was kind of heading up there. Week two from week one took a huge lift, and it just took an even huger lift going into, you know, after week three. So I'm looking really confident with Mac Jones right now, especially now that he's the starter, and they completely released Cam Newton. Um who knows? Maybe they re-sign him in the future if they ended up, you know, wanting him on the roster again. Who knows? Just as a backup. And uh, yeah, who knows though? But getting into the, you know, that's it for like what I had to say. Let's let's get into the article piece now. So again, Mac Jones wins the uh, quarterback spot for New England. Uh, showed. A lot of again, a lot of poise, a lot of a lot of greatness, a lot of potential out of the preseason games. Brings a lot to the team, and uh, it was just so much good you could say about Matt Jones. But corner J.C. Jackson said this via Mass Live on Mac Jones, saying, "Quote Mac Jones, he's going to be that guy. He's a rookie, but he plays like a vet. The way he reads defenses, the way he steps up in the pocket, delivers the ball." He's improved since the first time I saw him, end quote. And that's going to be saying a lot because Mac Jones was already really good since college. So that's got to be saying a lot. And, um, but yeah, exactly. JC Jackson hits the nail on the head here. Reading, you know, every preseason game, I saw him reading the defense, identifying the mic, killing the plays, you know, dude, making his pre-snap reads. Again, yeah, delivering in the, you know, delivering the ball understanding what's going on in the pocket around him, stepping up, making a play, placing it right where it needs to be, just making beautiful plays. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's incredible to see him to see him playing the way he is. That, that's such a high level as a rookie. And with so much pressure around him, too, I mean, it's incredible. And uh, – J.C. Jackson's fellow cornerback teammate, Jalen Mills, notes that Mac Jones's ability to run the offense is ahead of where you see most rookies at the stage. And that's exactly what I was hitting the head on earlier about, too, with, you know, Jalen Mills thinking exactly what I was thinking, too. Exactly like I said when I first opened up this, like, Mac Jones, I just feel like is such at a, like, he's essentially just like a, a I feel like he's just at a further point than where you see most rookies at, at this point before the season. Like a lot of the rookies, they'll seem like rookies. Mac Jones doesn't feel like a rookie. Like he is, but he doesn't feel like one. And so that it's just really incredible to watch. And I'm really happy I'm able to, and thankful that I'm able to be witnessing this because this is incredible. That's one of the best things I've ever seen. But moving on here, 
I'm assuming this is coming after Tim Tebow's release. Obviously, they lost the tight end. So now to gain a new one, you know, to kind of fill that hole, they the Jaguars have signed tight end Jacob Hollister, former Patriot. So Jacob Hollister got cut from Buffalo, and now he finds his way to Jacksonville. So on cut down deal, cut down deal, cut down day, he was released by the, Jacob Hollister was released by the Bills, and now he's expected to sign with the Jags per Tom Pelissero. And uh, the 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 details of the you know the numbers details and all that stuff has not been has not been uh, released yet. So there's no numbers yet, but it's assuming probably a one year deal. So Jacob Hollister received multiple offers since his release from both uh, since his release from Buffalo, but ultimately went with Jacksonville. And uh, yeah, so that's just something quick. Next thing here is the Raiders making some moves, signing ex-Seahawks linebacker KJ Wright on a one-year deal. Ooh, that's interesting. So again, former Seahawks linebacker KJ Wright officially signing a one-year deal with the Raiders. Per Ian Rappaport, of course. Josina Anderson first reported on the deal, so she was first reporting. KJ Wright then later thank, goes later on Instagram and thanks the Seattle Seahawks organization and their fan base for the for the support, long-lasting support that they showed. KJ Wright writes on Instagram, quote, Thankful for every moment in these 10 years from my brothers I played with to the fans I played in front of, the amazing people I connected with within the city. Thank you, Lord, for this journey. Much love to y'all for making my time very special here. End quote. So KJ Wright, just kind of like a little backstory here. KJ Wright last month actually worked, went and worked out with the Raiders, visited them. And then was there was hope that he was going to be a part of the linebacker room and uh, end up being able to make a deal. But as far as KJ rates, you know, again, 10 years, played in Seattle, compiled 941, ta 941 tackles on 13 and a half sacks in his decade in Seattle. That is incredible. And that's a high number for sacks as well. I mean, I know that's an average, but – or not an average, but, you know, an average for that of the 10 years. And uh, that's just incredible. So, uh, good luck, KJ Wright, in Las Vegas. That could be a very interesting combo. He's going to be – I feel like he's going to be deadly. Hot take, KJ Wright's going to be a beast this year. He's going to – I feel like KJ Wright is going to make – Yeah, this is my hot take. KJ Wright is going to, and you can come back to this to this episode two and later in the season. KJ Wright is going to make a push for defensive honors. That's my hot take right now. But uh, anyway, moving on here is 
officially coming off of the reserve COVID list among multiple players for the Cowboys is C.D. Lamb. So, receiver C.D. Lamb, Ricky receiver C.D. Lamb, safety DeMonte Casey, Carlos Watkins, and among more, and I'm sure among more guys, if that's all of them, are coming off of the COVID list per David Hellman of the teams on the team's official website. Dan Quinn also returned. So this is giving Dallas exactly what they need to, you know, come prepared week one against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, defending Super Bowl champs at this point. And just in time, too, because, again, you're going to want as many players as you can against that Tampa Bay team. So with activating C.D. Lamb, DeMonte Casey, and Watkins, there's also a handful of players on the IR, on the IR team to make room for, and that's offensive tackle Josh Ball, receiver Malik Turner, tight end Sean McKeon, tackle Neville Gallimore, corner Kelvin Johnson, uh, Joseph, and linebacker Francis Bernard. They've all been placed on injured reserve. So the new thing here, or I guess the – the, the rule with injured reserve is if you've been moved to the injured reserve after making the initial 53-man roster, you are eligible to return after missing at least three weeks. So if you were put on the injured reserve, but you made the initial 53-man roster after cutdown day, right, because cutdown day is already done, the teams are official at this point for the 21 season. So... If you were placed on injured reserve after you made the initial 53-man roster, at least after three weeks, you're eligible to return, depending on injury, of course. Uh, but they're just, they're just talking about, in general, after three weeks, you can come back. But uh, after that, next thing here is the Colts can, can breathe a, a, a relief of fresh air after they activate... Carson Wentz coming in two other players off that COVID-19 reserve list. So Carson Wentz's hell is finally done, coming back from the ankle, then dealing with COVID, out for 14 days. He's now set to return with center Ryan Kelly and receiver Zach Pascal. All three of them are set to return from the COVID list on Thursday. The Colts then later announced Wentz's placement on the list on Monday per Tom Pelissero. All three Colts players were considered high-risk close contacts. So it would have been longer. It wasn't even the 14 days. It was, I think they had to go like seven for being close contacts. But if you were not fully vaccinated, you were subject to a five-day quarantine after being determined high-risk close contact per the NFL NFLPA protocol. You can return after the five-day period if you test negative and remain asymptomatic. Once Kelly and Pascal being removed from the COVID list Thursday means that the close contact preceded the announcement of the reclusion. So that is great to hear that Carson Wentz and all of them are back. That is fantastic. Moving on here is Jarrell Casey, former Titans defensive tackle, is retiring after 10 years in the league. 
So the Titans announced Thursday that five-time Pro Bowler Jarrell Casey is going to re retire at 31 years old after nine years with the Titans from 2011 to 19, and then three games in Denver in 2020. Amy Adams, Titans owner, has to say this about Jarrell Casey, saying, quote, this is a proud day for Jarrell, his, his family, and the Titans family. There is no greater model of for what a player can achieve both on the field and in the community than Jarrell. His five Pro Bowls and two Community Man of the Year awards are part of a tremendous legacy for others to follow. He has a passion for improving the lives of others that shines through in big ways with his work with multiple organizations in our community, but also in the quieter day-to-day -day interactions on a personal level. On the field, he was a force and helped establish a standard as we rebuilt a culture of success during his tenure ultimately serving as a captain on the 2019 team that advanced the AFC Championship game. On behalf of our entire organization, I congratulate him on a fantastic career, and we will always consider him part of the Titans family. I look forward to seeing what is next for him because I know that no matter what is in store, he will continue to make those around him better, end quote. And so, yeah, the league will also not be the same without Jarrell Casey. I think that he was definitely – a game changer when it came to what it meant to be a defensive player. He definitely made the defense look fun to watch. And um, yeah, so much, much respect to Jarrell Casey. I hope that whatever he ends up doing in the next chapter in life, it ends up proving to be well and great for him. But Hey guys, I think what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and when we come back, we will talk about the very last thing and then we will wrap up the episode. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. So we just got done talking about defensive tackle Jarrell Casey's retirement. Again, much respect to you, Jarrell Casey. Happy retirement, and I hope, you know, retirement treats you well. Moving on to the very last thing here is what I wanted to touch on was after Travis, Travis Etienne's um, being out of the 2021 season, it is the announcement to make that with his foot, he underwent surgery on Thursday. Excuse me. So Etienne was lost to a season-ending Liz Frank injury just a couple days ago. Now he just had his foot operation. Ian Rappaport reported, reported that Travis Etienne would undergo surgery today to repair the foot. Dr. Robert Anderson was scheduled to perform the surgery. Etion provided a positive update afterward on Twitter, saying, quote, or saying surgery went great. Thanks to everyone for all the love and support. Road recovery starts now. So it's expected to be around four months. Well, that knocks him out for his rookie campaign. He'll have ten, plenty of time to get ready for the next season. And they'll be placing him on the, they also placed him on injured reserve before the 53 initial man roster, which takes out the possibility possibility of him being able to play this season. Had he had this happen after the 53 man roster and he made the technically made the team, then he could return after three weeks. But because he's not technically on the team, he can't. So looking into his preseason, he took 16 total snaps in the Jags' first two games. Ended up 
ended up carrying the ball for three yards, twice for three yards, played just three snaps before injuring his foot in the preseason finale. And, of course, that's when it all went downhill. Anyway, guys. Guys, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Full Corblet Sports Show. Thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you guys so much for everything and tuning in and listening to this episode. I really do appreciate it. Again, if you'd like to show support, there is the rated rating feature on both Google and Apple Podcasts as well as Good Pods, as well as there being a follow button so you can stay up to date every time an episode goes live and all that fun stuff. But anyway, guys, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And I'll see you guys next time.